Welcome to Brad Golf Podcast, podcast for the average golfer. My name is Dermot Bradfield and golf is in my blood. Join me as I fumble my way around this fascinating sport. Welcome back to Brad Golf. It's the 20th of June 2020. This is episode three of the Brad Golf podcast series. Today I'm going to be looking at the whole issue of joining a golf club. So I'll explore things like nomad golfers and what they are and what the options are, various membership categories available to potential golfers, the advantages of joining a club over being a nomad. We'll also cover some of the ins and outs of being a member of a club. Later in the pod, we're going to have the fun fact of the day and an interesting piece in Rules Corner. As usual, please do subscribe to the podcast. You'll find Brad Golf TV on Spotify, Breaker, Pocket Casts, and Radio Public. Coming to more as the weeks and weeks go by. Please follow, like, retweet, share, etc. on social media. You'll find Brad Golf TV on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, YouTube, and you'll find bradgolf.ie on Facebook. Also, feel free to drop a line at bradgolftv at gmail.com. Looking forward to hearing from you. Today, we're going to look at joining a golf club, to do it or not to do it. Let's start with nomad golfers and what are nomad golfers and the life of a nomad golfer. A nomad golfer is essentially someone who is not a member of a golf club, but who plays golf. Okay, so there's a number of ways in which you can do that. You can travel from course to course and pay green fees. Green fees are a fee that you pay to a club to use its facilities and play golf for a day, or sometimes it's for 18 holes or for nine holes, there may be restrictions depending on the club as to what your green fee entitles you to. Nomad golfers also can join groups of other golfers, which in Ireland are called society golfers. A lot of bars, for example, in Ireland have their own golf society where you can join for a small fee and travel to various golf courses with them to play in competitions, in-house competitions run by the society. They often get discounts on the green fee rates from their golf, from various different golf clubs because they are basically buying green fees in bulk. What I mean by that is you may join a society, 30 golfers, then someone from the golf society rings a golf club and says, look, I have 30 golfers here who want to play your course. What's the price? And usually golf clubs will give a discount on the green fee rate to a society because there's a big group. So therefore, as a nomad golfer, some of the options you have is individually to go around and pay green fees to play in golf courses. That does give you great variety. It means you've no commitment to running fees or monthly fees or large lump sums. You just pay as you play. Or you can join a society. Usually they come at a small fee to join a golf society at which you would have the opportunity to play in competitions within that society at various different golf clubs often at a discounted price. So that's the nomad golfer, but some pros and cons for the nomad golfer then. So as I said, nomad golfer is not tied into any contracts, not tied into any monthly fees or annual fees and so on, with the exception of the society golfer that might have a fee, usually 30, 40, 50 quid to join a society of which there are many, many out there. That's some of the pros, but on the cons is that you can't get a GUI handicap 
or an ILGU recognized handicap if you are a nomad golfer. You do need to be attached to a golf club, an affiliated golf club with the Golfing Union of Ireland, in order to receive a handicap. And by being a nomad golfer, you're not attached to a club and therefore you are not entitled to get a handicap. And that is a significant disadvantage. Other disadvantages come from the facilities that would be available and the supports that would be available within a golf club. And we'll talk more about those as I move through the pod. Often people start as nomad golfers. It is a great starting ground for golfers because it's a huge commitment to move from starting the game into membership, typically because membership costs are quite expensive. At its cheapest in Ireland, I think if you shop around, you can find cheap ones in rural Ireland for maybe 300 euros there thereabouts. But when you get closer to the big cities like Dublin, for example, memberships can run to a thousand plus in many, many clubs. And that's a huge commitment for someone who is just about to take up the game, who has literally just got their hands on a set of beginners clubs and is trying to figure out whether this sport is for them or not. It's a huge commitment. And that's why many golfers start as nomad golfers. They pay as they play and they're trying out the sport. What they don't know is actually joining a club can help you to integrate into the sport much more efficiently than being a nomad golfer because there are some significant benefits to joining a club. So I'll come into those next. So the next option beyond being a nomad golfer is to join a golf club. So first tip when it comes to joining a golf club is shop around. Look in your local area because you do have to consider if you're joining a golf club, that means going forward, you're likely to play 90 plus percent of your golf at that golf club. Now, don't get me wrong. There are some people, me included, who do a lot of traveling through golf. I do like to play in junior scratch cups at various different clubs. I love to travel around for those. There's a circuit that happens most summers. Well, every summer except this summer of various different junior scratch cups. And I love to travel it to those. So usually on a Sunday, you'll find me at a different club, but that wouldn't be commonplace of a member of a golf club. Most members of a golf club play 90% of their golf at that club. So if you are going to shop around and you are looking at golf club options, you do need to consider your distance from the golf club. That's a key factor for me because you're going to be traveling there regularly to play your golf. So. It needs to be close to home, right? But shop around, have a look at prices that are there. That's obviously a significant factor for new members is how much is the subscription. Membership categories. Most golf clubs will have a multitude of membership categories. Everything from junior golfers, which naturally is for your under 18s or in some clubs, as it, it, it permits junior golfers up to the age of 20 in certain cases. There is a pay for play option that some clubs have, which is that you pay a certain amount to become a member of the golf club so that you can get a handicap and all of the benefits that come with being a member of a golf club, but that you also pay each time you play. So those golf clubs typically have a low membership fee to get into the club, to get your handicap. And then there's a pay as you play option after that, which works much like a green fee. Granted, those golfers who are members would receive a discounted fee than the green fee rate. Typically, that's one other option. Two main categories would be the seven day and the five day membership. A lot of golf clubs run with this option. The standard being the seven day that entitles you to be a member of the golf club and play any day, Monday to Sunday inclusive. 
That's the seven-day golfer. The five-day golfer membership is usually for the Monday to Friday golfer. And this can be very, very attractive to people who maybe work at weekends or maybe people who've retired and have family commitments typically at the weekend, but have more free time on a Monday to Friday to play golf. So usually the five-day member comes in at a cheaper rate than a seven-day member. So that can be an option as well, depending on your circumstances as to your availability to play golf and when that would be. There are other age-related categories often as well that golf clubs have. Big problem in golf is that it's struggling. Golf as a sport is struggling to bring in young golfers. Really, really struggling. So the average age at many golf clubs runs into the 60s, if I'm honest with you. So what a lot of clubs are doing to balance this is that they're offering cheaper membership options for under 30s. A lot of clubs do have options there. They're often called intermediate options. So in between junior and uh, full member, they have often intermediate options that are discounted for the younger golfer who often are starting new families, buying homes and so on, and find a full sub or full subscription uh, to be a significant barrier of entering into golf. But golf clubs need to have young blood in the game, and that's why many golf clubs offer discounted rates for intermediates or 20-somethings. 20 the next issue then is around entrance fees. So some clubs still have entrance fees, but the amount of clubs that do this has dropped dramatically since the Celtic Tiger days. A lot of clubs dropped their entrance fees. So once upon a time, it wasn't just a case of paying your membership to, to join a golf club. You had to put down thousands of euros in many cases as an entrance fee, a once-off entrance fee to become a member of the club. Some clubs still run with this uh, where they have a limited membership pool and therefore whenever they open up new slots, they charge an entrance fee to get in there. But those clubs are few and far between. Most clubs today in Ireland do not charge an entrance fee. They charge a subscription. So how much do these subscriptions cost? So typically joining as a junior at a golf club would be anything up to 100, 150 euro, again, depending on the club, and I'm generalizing quite significantly there. For intermediates, it's, it's hundreds of euros often as an intermediate to join, and then to become a full member at a golf club, it can vary from anything from, as I say, 300 in very rural parts of Ireland, right up to thousands of euros depending on, on, on where you're looking to play to be a member of a golf club. So the advantages of joining a golf club. So now that you've shopped around, you've looked at the prices and you're saying to yourself, okay, can I afford this? Can I justify this? And is there any real benefits of joining versus being a nomad golfer? So the way I see it is this. I've been living in Dublin for 20 years now at this stage and I'm only a member of my golf course for about six years. Prior to that, so for the other 14 years that I was, I was living in Dublin, I knew very few people in Dublin. I'll be very, very honest with you. In those 14 years, I knew very few people in Dublin. The only people I knew were the people I worked with and maybe, you know, next door neighbours. And that's really about it with regards to knowing people in Dublin. Joining a golf club, I was part of a community and I was very quickly part of a community that has grown to the point now in six years that I would say 80% of the phone numbers in my phone are golf club or golf related. So it's about a community. I think when you're joining a golf club, you're joining a community of people. And that's a really important 
factor and consideration when you're shopping around is what are the people like at that golf club? What is the vibe when you went to the bar or you went to the to the restaurant or when you went to the pro shop? What was the feeling that you got from the golf course or from the golf from the staff when you were there and from the members when you were there? Because that's the community that you're going to join. That's the community that you're going to be part of. So that's one thing to consider above all else is that you're now going to be part of a community. The second thing that's really, really important when it comes to joining a golf club is that when you pay a membership to be a member of a golf club, you get a handicap. So a handicap is a major benefit because you now can play competitively, not just at your club, but anywhere in any registered golf club in Ireland, you can play in competitions because many golf clubs run open competitions at various different times that allows you to compete at those also. The third major benefit of joining a golf club is facilities that you now have access to. So that is the ability to practice and practice and practice using the practice facilities any day. You can come down and spend hours on the practice putting green, on their driving range if they have these practice facilities, or even to go out and just play four or five holes of an evening. You come home from work at seven o'clock in the evening and you decide, you know what, I'll go over and I'll play a few holes just to keep my, my swing in check. Whereas previously, if you're a nomad golfer, each time you go to do something like that, there's a fee involved. Many golf clubs allow you to actually book rooms at their golf club as well. So if you had an event, let's say a Holy Communion for your daughter, you may be able to use the facilities and book the facilities there as a member of the golf club. Having access to that, those kind of facilities can be of great advantage also. So the main advantages really for me in joining a golf club is access to a community of people. Number two, getting a handicap that allows you to play competitively and to play in open competitions. And number three is access to the facilities, training or otherwise, that allow you to develop your game. For me, it's a no-brainer. I think you do need to look at joining golf clubs, even if you're brand new to the game and you're trying to find your way. Because being a member of a golf club means you have a community of people who will be happy to help you in learning the game, in developing in the game and exploring the sport. I hope you found something useful in that and I hope you go and join a golf club today. Okay, that brings me on to today's fun fact. Today's fun fact is related to golf membership and joining golf clubs. As of 2016, and you'll have to forgive me, I know it's four years out of date at this stage, but as of 2016, the Golf Union of Ireland stated that there are a hundred and 50,000 golf members in Ireland. Just slightly over that, but 150,000 golf club members in Ireland, of which nearly 20,000 are juniors. Golf club membership peaked in 2008 at the end of the Celtic Tiger when there were very, very close to 200,000 golf club members in Ireland, which included about 24,000 juniors. So we have seen a reduction, as you can see there, from about 200,000 in 2008 to 150,000 in 2016, and that's quite a significant drop. There are 418 affiliated golf clubs in Ireland, so affiliated with the Golf Union of Ireland, 418 golf clubs. The number of clubs peaked in 2012, in fact, when there was 432, so we lost in the region of 14 clubs between 2012 and 2016. So at least for someone who's thinking of joining a golf club today, with over 400 golf clubs, affiliated golf clubs in Ireland, there's lots of variety and lots of choice.
Now it's time for Rules Corner. So I was out playing golf during the week and I witnessed something that I see a lot, if I'm honest with you. Very frustrating when I see it. But I saw someone taking a penalty drop, which was scandalous, to say the very, very least. So today I wanted to just explore the penalty drop, particularly from a red or yellow penalty area, and what you can do, the various options available to you. But first I'm going to explain what I saw. There was a gentleman on the course who had deemed that his ball had entered a red penalty area. Not that it matters, but the red penalty area in this question was a water hazard. The gentleman decided that he was going to take a penalty drop, as is available to the, to the golfer in this situation. So he dropped his ball two club lengths to the side of the penalty hazard, of the penalty area, I should say, which happened to be a water hazard. He took a two-club drop to the side of that hazard. Now, this is something I see a lot. A lot of golfers seem to think that that's what you, what you can do. You're in a hazard. I can go two club lengths to the side of the hazard, right? Isn't that okay? Well, actually, it isn't. So let me just explain some of the options available to you if you do hit your golf ball into, let's start with a red penalty area. Okay, so with red penalty area, there's actually three options available to you as a golfer if your ball enters a red penalty area, usually identified by red stakes or red line on the ground or so on. So the three options, quite simply, you can go back to the original point at which you played your previous shot from. So if that was from the fairway or from a tee box, or whatever the case may be, you can go back to that point. You take a one shot penalty and you continue on. So say, for example, I'm on a tee box, I hit my ball into a red penalty area, that's one shot. I get a one shot penalty, that's two. So I'm back on the tee box taking my third shot. Okay, so that's option number one. You can go back to the original point at which you played your shot from, you take a one shot penalty, and then you continue on. Likewise, if it was on the fairway, that's an option to you as well. Technically speaking, in that instance, you are allowed two club lengths, one on either side of where you played your shot from. So let's say it was from the fairway and you took a big divot. It's not like you have to drop the ball into that divot. You're allowed one club length on either side of that point to drop the ball and play your shot. So that's option number one. Option number two is back and along the line is what they call it, which is basically you pick the point at which your ball crossed into the hazard. So that would be the last point at which your ball was in play before it crossed into the hazard. So if that's in the middle of the lake, the side of the lake, or whatever it may be, it's the point at which your ball crossed into the hazard. That point is a crucial point for option two and three. If you do not know the point at which you enter the hazard, you cannot take option two or three. You need to know the point at which you crossed over that red line and into the hazard. It is not where your ball finished in the hazard. It, that's irrelevant. It's the point at which it crossed into the hazard. So it's at that red line or between those two red stakes. At what point did it cross? Just please bear that in mind. But if I go to option two, I take the point at which I crossed into the hazard, I can go back a line that is from the flag to that point at which I crossed the hazard and I can continue that line indefinitely and drop anywhere along that line. So that could actually be at the other side of the hazard. It could be in a tree, it could be anywhere. But what you're entitled to do is draw a line, a, a virtual line from the flag to the point at which you crossed into the hazard and come back further. 
you can go back as far as you want at that, on that line. You can go back 200 feet, 300 feet, whatever you wish as you go back that line, as long as you don't go any closer to the hole than the point at which you cross the hazard. So that's number two. It's back and along the line, basically. Again, when you're dropping there, you're entitled to a club either side of that line, that virtual line you're drawing between yourself and the flag and that point of entry. You're allowed a club on either side of that line. That's option number two. Option number three, which I think in this case, the gentleman in question was taking what he thought was option number three, which was two club drop to the side of the point of entry. Now that's what he thought he was doing, but he what he was doing was he was taking two clubs from the side of the hazard. That's not the same. In this question, it's at the point of entry again. So where your ball crossed over that red line into the hazard, at that point of entry, you're entitled to a two club dropping zone, no closer to the hole. This is very, very important. You cannot go any closer to the hole on that dropping. But you are entitled to two club links from the point at which it crossed. So just to clarify, in a red penalty zone, you've three options. One, go back and hit it from the original spot, taking a one-shot penalty. Two, go back and along the line, draw a virtual line between the flag and the point at which you crossed into the hazard, or the red penalty area. Draw a line between the flag and that point, and you can go and continue that line back as far as you want and drop anywhere on that line, as long as you're not closer to the hole. Option three, at the point of entry into the red penalty area, you can take a two club drop, no closer to the hole, from the point at which you entered the red hazard. So remember, it's not, if you find your ball in the hazard, it's not where your ball is in the hazard, that is where you get to drop from, it is from the point at which you entered that red penalty area. Excuse me, I've said hazard a few times. That's what we used to say. We used to call them hazards, but now they're penalty areas. I had to correct myself. This is the new rules. That is the red penalty area. And just to just add one little dimension to this, if you're in a yellow penalty area, which are few and far between now, because many golf clubs have migrated most of their penalty areas into red penalty areas. But if you do find yourself in a yellow penalty area, it's pretty much the same rules, except you don't have the two club drop from the point of entry. You have two options with a yellow hazard. One, go back to the original point, take a one shot penalty, or two, to go back along the line of the point of entry and the flag, back as far as you want, no closer to the hole. Those are the only two options to you. On the yellow penalty area, you cannot drop two clubs to the side of where you entered the penalty area. It's the only difference between red and yellow. It's actually quite simple. Well, I hope that clarifies. Please do ask any questions. If you have any, I'll be happy to respond. So just to confirm, this podcast is not sponsored in any way. All views expressed in this podcast are my own and do not represent the opinions of any entity whatsoever with which I have been, am now, or will be affiliated. Please do subscribe to the podcast, Brad Golf TV. You'll find me on Spotify, Pocket Casts, Google, etc., etc. Please follow, like, retweet, and share on social media. It's Brad Golf TV on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, YouTube. On Facebook, you'll find me at bradgolf.ie. And you can also drop me an email at bradgolftv at gmail.com. Looking forward to hearing from you in the weeks and months ahead. You've been listening to Brad Golf Podcast. Hope you enjoyed today's podcast. Please do come back soon and join me for another round.